0: Up next on Inside Champ Car, chasing trophies at Autobahn and Willow. And welcome to Inside Champ Car. He is Bill Strong. I am Brian Belansky. This week on the show, two tracks, four days, 29 hours of racing, and two dead voices. (laughs) That basically sums it up. How you doing, Bill? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> yeah i have lost my voice it was uh yeah it was pretty you know whose idea was it to do a radio show um
0: i think Me. kind of yours yeah i kind of put it would out you, there would, that, that i could show up and you went yeah. Oh, let's do a radio show and i'm let's like do a radio for show. how long but it was yeah, 16 it worked hours
1: out. of oh it did it did it was pretty cool I Actually, some to some of it. yeah we 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 sounded awesome yeah you know yeah. yeah it was pretty good <clears throat> it was fun. the uh yeah we had a little bit of a bandwidth issue but other than that it was technically it was it worked um a few things i'd fix but uh yeah. and i actually did this week i go tonight exactly so exactly, we're gonna go back to doing uh brian actually helped me figure out a way to do uh, pit lane reporting with today's technology and uh we tried it out at uh, willow springs seemed to work okay so i ordered it and Ready to it should go. be here Friday, so I'll have it for Sebring, ready to go.
0: Nice, Woo-hoo. nice, nice, nice. So let's talk about let's talk about Willow first. Uh, yeah. We had uh, nine cars on Saturday and seven cars wow. on Sunday. We had a little attrition. <laughs> but, uh, but a great race weekend, and everybody seemed oh to have goodness. fun, right?
1: It was it was amazing. Every time I went down pit lane or talked to somebody, they were just like so excited to be there racing, even though the field wasn't all that big. They were out there having fun racing. And one of the things the guys told me was there's not a lot of cars here. I would never normally win something. I might win something. And uh, that was pretty cool to, to hear the excitement. And, you know, they're just trying, pushing, 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 trying to get something. So there's yeah. two
0: ways to think about it. I, I, I might not choose to go cause there aren't a lot of cars or I'm going to choose to go cause there aren't a lot of cars.
1: <laughs> well, that's how you can get into the national championship. Yeah. You know,
0: all you got, it doesn't matter how many cars
1: are in the race, man, just get up there and get on the podium and get some points.
0: There you go. So, so. And uh, we had some interesting uh, fuel strategies. Uh, we talked about yep. ad nauseum over the course of of uh, fifteen hours. But uh, you know, some guys decided to just put their foot in it and see if they can get to the end first. And and then another group, another car decided, you know what, we're going to try to fl- you know be a little slower on Saturday and and skip a pit stop. And it almost worked for them, if it weren't for a final full course caution. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. And and it. Yeah, I think that Mustang may have run out of fuel if we hadn't gone to a caution, and uh, the results would have been way different with Honda Team Honda winning the Sunday race, I think, but uh, they ended up finishing second and still pretty darn good. Yeah. They were excited about it. They're headed to the VIR24 in August, uh, trying to attempt to do that race again. Last time they did it, the uh, the Honda Fit they had kind of got smaller.
0: Right, right. So yeah, more um, compact. our Saturday results, Roto Pluker Racing was your race winner. Team Honda Research came in second. Zoom Zoom Kaboom was third. Petroholic Racing uh, fourth. Uh, and and I, this is the last time I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. Nuckin Futs Racing was fifth. Uh, <laughs> I got the whole weekend without you without did. messing that up, and then we got to to the pit lane, and everyone's dropping f bombs. So after yeah. the race on Sunday, it was very funny. Anyway, but luckily
1: luckily our internet connection went away, so, that's nobody, just, so nobody heard,
0: heard of <laughs> <laughs> Renegade Motorsports <laughs> finished sixth. Those were the guys from Bakersfield Community College, and uh, with a with a Chevy Cavalier. And for gosh darn sake, they finished both days. Congratulations! And it was an
1: automatic.
0: Yes, there you go. Holland Oates, my favorite name of the race weekend. They were seventh. And then Tangerine uh, Dream finished uh, eighth. And then if I run through Sunday real fast, uh, I can go through. This is the seven-hour enduro. The Petroholic Racing Ford Mustang hung on. I don't know if that rear-end problem was as bad as they told us at that first pit stop. I
1: think they were fibbing.
0: I might think so, too. <laughs> Team Honda Research, second. Zoom, Zoom, Kaboom, third. Roto Pluker, fourth. Renegade Motorsports, again, finishing on Sunday, fifth. Uh, Tangerine Dream, sixth. And uh, and then Fetter Hund Motorsports came out, got a couple laps in, so they became the C-Class winners, and uh, they finished seventh. So good for yeah, them.
1: Yeah, with, with only one gear. So that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty awesome. Fourth, so, I think it was, yeah.
0: All right, and then we go
1: to and we go to Autobahn. Yep, and uh, we had a couple of uh, issues with uh, a red flag where a car caught on fire, and the engine blew up, and boom—you know—the world ended for that moment in time. And- right. But uh, after the cleanup, went back to racing, and you have the results there because I don't have I a do. computer up right now. I
0: so do. I- yeah, I'll just run through the top five on Saturday and the top five on Sunday, since we're a little okay. we're, we're, we got a lot of a lot of great interview coming up ahead. Premium Dudes was your winner on Saturday, uh, BMW twenty five uh, 325 is. Uh, there's no Z in <laughs> Mazda finished second uh dirt e30 racing was third two brothers racing fourth uh and tr motorsports those are that's the tire rack motorsports team they finished fifth here's a super big hint they are our interview coming up after the break uh moving on to sunday our seven hour on sunday your winner dirt e30 racing winkler the at F- the Fons, but i just always think it's the Fons. winkler motorsports yes. second wouldn't it be cool if, if it was the Fons? uh um, uh, silver yes. Martini Racing third, forty fifth Parallel Motorsports fourth, and There's No Z in Mazda finished fifth.
1: Well, premium dudes from the uh, the sa- Saturday winner. That's a BMW with a Honda engine. Oh, okay. One of those K something or another. And Dirty Thirty, that was their first win.
0: Fantastic! Congratulations, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Very, very yep. cool. So, and, uh, and, I, and from, we, we, got in touch with, uh, with Chelsea a couple of times during our broadcast on Saturday and Sunday yep. and she, like she they she had, said, stop bugging us. <laughs> they had good, good weather for, for what it could be. It could be hot and humid. It yeah. wasn't too, too bad. And, uh, sounds like they had good clean racing.
1: Don't, don't call Chelsea and ask to reverse the charges. She doesn't like that.
0: <laughs> we called Chelsea, and the first thing she said was, Bill, I don't have enough money. I don't have bond money for you. And yes. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Is there stories I should know? Must be I should know. <laughs> so, all right. Real quick, before we head out or head to break, uh, you had mentioned that we've got some news about the uh, the VIR24. Oh, yeah. we got some. Uh... What, what do we know?
1: It looks like uh, Bill Riley and Ben Keating are vacationing at VIR that weekend. Just um, happened you know, to be in after,
0: town.
1: after taking away some hardware at uh, at twenty four hours of Le Mans. Ben Keating is bringing his uh, crew guys out uh, from Texas with. He had a Honda last year. I think this year's a Honda, and he's got a different car as well. Okay, but uh, <clears throat> they're coming out um, to uh, race the twenty four, and Riley will be there with the uh, Corvette.
0: Nice, that's a ton of fun. Yep. anything else before we head out
1: nah, I just want to stop talking
0: well then let's do that <laughs> <laughs> alright we're going to head to break when we come back our guests are uh, Bob Kobayashi and TJ Campbell from, from uh, Tire Rack talking about their races past weekend and some of the really cool stuff they get to do with Tire Rack that's next on Inside Champ Car stay with us
3: Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen, but with champcar.live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing, and champcar.live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live full race coverage with in-car and track side cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out champcar.live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. Champcar.live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge.
0: Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Balanski along with Bill Strong. Joining us right now, two guys who have maybe the dream job for GearHeads, or one of them, if, not, if not, nothing else. These guys work for Tire Rack, and uh, they're, uh, they've got some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about. Bob Kobayashi, TJ Campbell, welcome to Inside Champ Car. Hey, hey, guys. Thank you
2: so much. Happy to be here.
0: All right, so we were going to talk to you guys last week, but I understand you were wrenching on a car trying to get ready uh, to go to Autobahn Speedway, and uh, 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 let's start with let's start with that. How did your trip at Autobahn go? Talk talk about that just a little bit.
4: Well, we we can actually talk about the what was going on before that. It was a <laughs> mad dash to get the car done.
0: What's the car? What kind of car? Uh,
4: 93 BMW 318iS.
0: Okay, and it,
1: okay, and it's a four cylinder, right? Yes, it's a four cylinder, small motor. Cool. Yeah. Big tank, a, small motor.
4: A bronze it is the actual. Oh, okay.
1: Cashmere beige metallic, I believe. That's it. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the that's the
4: exact technical name is Cashmere Beige. Nice.
1: It's a gorgeous no. color though. I think, I no, think it really was,
4: Is it was only made that one year.
1: Cool. But you combine it with your decals and stuff, it looks really good.
4: Yeah, we had uh, had a couple ladies in our market uh, print design and marketing. I think came up Mm -hmm. with that. Uh, We we told them get creative, have a few
0: drinks, and uh, see what you can do. (laughs) I'm surprised it didn't turn out chartreuse. We didn't tell them to get that crazy. Yeah,
2: Yeah. had to be the Tyrant corporate colors, right? Right. Black, white, red.
4: But uh, actually, to uh, you, you said it was, uh, you know, I brought up it was a mad dash to get the car done. Well, last, oh, help me here. It was uh, September of 21 at Mid-Ohio. We lost the motor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, car sat for till winter, got cold, nothing to do. Well, then, you, you know, it, it's trying to build a motor that's almost 30 years old, so you're trying to find parts and things and put it back together, fresh build, and then try to tune a motor that nobody's touched in almost 30 years. So it's that was the mad dash at the end to get it ready for Autobahn, was to get the thing tuned.
0: So did you rebuild and, that motor, or did you find a donor and start from, from that way?
4: Oh, uh, I used one of the few donors I have in my collection.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Bob is an E36 porter, Ah. uh, also an E36 (laughs) expert, Um, so Uh, he he has all the spares that you can possibly need to build multiple engines, and he is our primary mechanic, primary engine builder, suspension tuner, Um, so we, you know, the rest of the team, we try to help as much as we can, but most of the time, it's just Bob after work, doing it when he can, and usually it's just kind of a Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing, sort of thing. So uh, when Bob is talking about the mad dash, it's really just Bob primarily that's doing all of this work, uh, which of course the rest of our team is very appreciative of. Yeah,
1: so So Bob, you, you work you, you had the mad dash on the car, you dialed in your 14 degrees of camera on all four wheels and zero toe and the whole bit.
4: Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, so uh, you guys arrived at the track. Saturday's race looked like you guys are in the top five for most of the day?
4: Uh, somewhere up there. Um, no, I actually, before that, I got a great story going through tech. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was uh, we go through tech, um, race great guy, joking around with um, a car, car goes through tech, no problem. Uh, I, had to, I did have to update my tech sheet. For some reason, it didn't save the new points thing. Anyways, got that all straightened out, get through tech. And then we had some last minute things to finish up on the car, clean up some wiring, just miscellaneous stuff. And about like two hours after tech, a group of guys walk over from, I don't even remember what team. And it was the craziest thing. It's like rumors are spreading through the paddock about this motor you have. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got eight injectors
2: and 14 throttle bodies and, and this and that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Rumor mill gets, gets a run. And then next thing you know,
1: uh, and know, I wasn't there. I'm normally day, the guy day. doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> by yeah, way, Bill. Yeah. yeah.
0: So how did you survive the uh, the tech uh, the tech shed with all of those rumors?
4: I, I actually did. It was it was uh, going through tech was easy. It oh, was good. the aftermath. <laughs> so we were joking that uh, so that was late Friday. So we're you know everything getting everything all set up. Get the pit all set up. And then I was laughing and joking with the guys saying that, uh, let's see what happens by Saturday morning. It's going to be a, a BMW Brabham F1 turbo engine <laughs> with 1,500 yeah. horsepower.
1: and That's funny.
4: Nice. Just rumors in the paddock, you know. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, the race went well. Um, let's see. We, uh, by, luck, by luck of the draw, we started third from last, I think. Okay. Yep. That sounds right. Third or fourth from last. And then um, if you actually look at the, the speed hive results or my laps, whatever. Yeah. It shows that when we completed the first lap, we were 15th or 14th. Okay. Or something like
0: that. And, and
4: I, I drove first. And I, I don't even remember how, when, or where I passed that many cars in, in one okay. lap. Like, okay, if you say I'm there, I'll, okay, I'll take your word for it
1: i don't know bob i've been behind you. you you probably had more injectors than everybody else in the race
0: <laughs> it was I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna admit to anything it was the nitrous i heard about
1: the yeah. nitrous yeah uh, oh
0: no that's our that's
1: how we check the roll cage for cracks
0: exactly
3: yeah was
4: pressurized with was <laughs> nitrous yeah uh, got
1: got a leak. There's none left. <laughs> it, must have, it must have leaked into the intake manifold or something. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Wait, wait. Yeah. I think I just
4: heard. I think I just heard Ray groaning about yeah. something.
1: Wait. What? Yeah. Don't 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 try this at home, racers.
2: Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This is not a how-to or a tutorial. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um so you guys didn't have to change tires about every five laps and. You went the whole race, and what would you finish up at? Fifth. Yay!
4: Nice. Fifth overall overall first in class, Mm -hmm. which was quite good for us. Um, Although, um, with the new motor, our new build, uh, we quickly found out that we don't have the fuel mileage we used to. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I I guess people were blaming that on my good or bad tuning. I'm not sure which.
0: No, it's all those extra injectors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's those uh, eight
4: extra injectors. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: That's why it so, runs with Bob, because you have eight injectors to four cylinders. What are you doing? It's as
1: so, it like fuel as we actually need. Say it looked like a diesel going down the front straightaway, but in fact, it was just gas, unburnt yeah, fuel.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Phone call. Absolutely.
4: No, so, we, uh, I, we were in contention for fighting for fourth with, uh, I don't know, uh a half hour left in the race and we were and the guys were talking, just turn them loose turn them loose and i'm like he's not going to make it on fuel and sure enough like um, five minutes left in the race and the reserve light comes on and i'm like he, he's got he's got to conserve <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how many laps do you have when the conserve light comes on uh f- is that a trade secret I think it was, we went five or five or seven laps, something like that. Wait okay. a second. As you cross the finish line, did you still have fuel? Yes. That's all that matters. Was. Right. That's all yeah. that matters. Our own power, yeah. You know? Yeah. They yeah. can tow you back to the pit. Doesn't matter as long as you cross yeah, I, the finish line under power. <laughs>
4: that's exactly what I told Chris was. He said, you have to be running and cross the finish line. After that, you can park it. <laughs> yep.
0: So but, how, how many sets of tires do the Tire Rack guys use in a seven-hour race? Just one. Just one? Just one. Just one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember that answer because I'm going to come back to that answer later in the broadcast. All right. All right. Okay. You're going to hold us to it. No, no, no. It, it, it's going to lead to a question down the road. So. I'm okay. I'm excited. All right. Sunday. All right. Let's talk about Sunday. Or should we not talk about Sunday? Oh. <laughs>
4: Sunday. Oh, oh, wait! But we, we have to TJ. You got to tell them about what tire we were on, though. We it, run
1: the Sumi, Sumitomo? Su, su, Sumitomo HDR4. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so advanced, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we run the uh, we run the new Potenza Bridgestone Potenza RE71 RS. Okay. Our our yep. tire model now, and so that's we, a new one, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. It uh, just just launched this year. Uh, barely squeaked in under that certain deadline that is for a certain other sanctioning body of uh, you can of, say of <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, uh, yeah that april 30th cutoff for at solo national um, it, it barely squeaked in but it, it made it in time nice so yeah just it's just a couple months old at this point at least in in our market
0: anyway. right right right
4: so, so we it's we're still on learning curve on the tire we're trying to figure out what, what kind of pressure to run in it? Do I need more camber? Do I need less camber? It's,
0: it's a whole new tire.
1: Whatever. Well, how do you, what, what, whatever. How do you do that? That's what I want to know is how do you figure all that out?
0: Well that was going to be the the latter part of the questioning.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> let's well, get let's through Sunday wait, first wait. and, let's and go through Sunday. but
0: but whatever pressure you run you walk through the paddock on Sunday uh, morning and go all right let's make sure everything's set at 12 psi all the way around yeah. you know <laughs> that's what you say out loud as you're walking through the paddock right 45 45 Yeah 45 <laughs> It's cold <laughs> 45 cold Uh-huh 45 all the way around Oh it, my God! whatever
2: the maximum number on the sidewall is that's absolutely exactly don't
1: laugh that's what i did back in 1985 the first autocross i ever did the guy told me to set it at a certain you know i think it was like 27 or something or maybe it might have been 28 29 psi on some uh, yokohama a008s yeah, yeah. put yeah. him down much lower it was like <laughs> wow that's a faster tire <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I would tell people I I run like 45 on the front left and the right rear, and then 42 on the left front and the and the left, right rear. So
3: yeah,
0: good. Well, stuff.
4: that's what the that's what the Prius guys do. Come exactly.
0: on, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if All I right. make fun of Prius guys. They might be listening. Oh, um, sorry.
0: <laughs> come on now. So Sunday, how did Sunday go? Let's let's uh, you guys did it pretty good on Saturday with that new motor. What happened on Sunday?
3: Uh, so, uh, uh,
4: the field flipped. So we were, um, third or fourth from the front. Yeah. Okay. Fifth from the front, something like that. Um, but I guess everybody else got faster and we got a little slower, wrong, wrong tire pressure. Um, like I said, we're still trying to learn it and couldn't could, didn't have the same pace in the morning.
0: Got it. Got it. Uh, weather conditions the same both days pretty much. Oh Wait, <clears throat> were you using it?
1: Were you using the same tire as the day before? or new ones
2: it's a a new set of the same okay right okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. we we increased the pressure (laughs) a little bit we were we were chasing wear honestly and Mm -hmm. uh we we gave up a little bit of speed in the process which you know can be one of the trade-offs that that, you know competitors have to deal with uh so we increased our pressures our cold pressures by what three psi something like Uh, that yeah yeah and and our first driver Chris Harvey, wasn't particularly pleased with that decision? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We found out the hard way. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know if we
4: went—I don't know if we went the wrong direction or we just went too far, but it, it was something was wrong. Was I,
1: definitely- so, so the radio chatter wasn't pretty. <laughs> it's it's always uh, animated.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a it's lot it's a lot quieter when everything's going well than when. <laughs> Wanted <laughs> went to screw something up, so yeah, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't great, and uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, we bled down pressures after that first stint, and things were going well. We were running, what, second overall and first in class, and we were, what, Bob, yeah. maybe four and a half hours in, four hours and 45 minutes in maybe. Um, yes seven
4: did, yeah. did i drive um, yeah i drove second
2: you drove second
4: yep yeah, i drove second and um i had an epic battle with uh i can't remember the miata team great guys yeah one of the guys the guy came over and talked to us uh after we broke um and just great guys i mean, <laughs> just giving it away <laughs> yeah
2: Give <laughs> away the ending buddy yeah
0: it's like the good Titanic my, when they they wanted me to go see the movie. I'm like, why do I want to go see this movie? I know how it ends.
2: Yeah, the chips. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Bob drove us up to the quiet hour and got us uh, in a pretty good position, and then I went in afterward and uh, was doing all right. We were like like I said, we were uh, second overall, um, first in class, and I. I'm noticing a little bit of a grinding sound, um, sounds, you know, it could maybe be some OPR that I've picked up, you know, it's just a, a little bit of a vibration, a little bit of a grind. And I'm noticing it for quite a while. And eventually it gets to the point where I radio in and say, you know, Hey guys, uh, I hate to give the a bearer, a bad news, but I, uh, I'm getting some, some rotational grind. Uh, I can feel it in my feet. I can feel it in my hands. Um, you know, it's, it's, Particularly bad when we make a right-hand turn. Uh, we also noticed that we had a bad, well, not a bad, but a CV shaft. The left rear CV shaft is leaking. Uh, it was spraying grease up on one of the control arms. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking is it's you know it's a CV shaft issue that's been finally given up the go. So I'm radioing and talking, 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 and uh, they're like, yeah, no, I mean if it fails, you're just going to lose power. So just you know keep driving as long as you feel comfortable. So okay, I do. And what, I end up at maybe an hour 45, maybe hour 40. I don't know. I don't know exactly how long it was. And it gets to the point where it is, it's severe. It is, you know, I, I feel it all the time. I hear it all the time. Um, and then uh, at the end of the, the, the front straight, you know, going into turn one, uh, I don't have any brakes. Uh, my Oops. foot goes straight to the floor. <laughs> um, so, so. You know, there's that moment and a quick pump, pump, pump. And fortunately it does get me slowed down enough to make that right hand turn. Uh, and then I just have to, I have to pump the brakes through every turn. And now I'm, I have a smell in addition to the sound <laughs> and the feel. Uh, and so I'm talking to the guys and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm about at my limit. And when I get about three quarters way through the lap, uh, it starts pulling either direction under braking. Uh, and then it starts pulling either direction under Everything. It, it feels, oh, wow. It, you know, it feels like the toe is just changing randomly and at will uh, as I'm driving, and, mm. and so I come in and you know I pit and I stop and there's just this big cloud of smoke from coming from my front left, uh, you know, front left wheel assembly. And, Broken you know, just, hub. Uh, uh, wheel bearing. Okay. Actually, the the oh. wheel bearing decided that it, it wanted to weld itself together. So, nice. Uh, you know, at that point we had two hours left. Uh, our last driver, you know, Woody Rogers was our last driver. And it was, you know, Bob says, Hey, you know, I can I can replace it. It'll take 20 minutes or so. So you, you can get some seat, seat time. But by that time, we would have been out of the running anyway. So we decided we all wanted to get home to our families <laughs> earlier. And Woody graciously said that we would, you know, sacrifice the seat time so we can just pack it up and head home. Well, there so you go. That was it. That was a heartbreak at Audubon on
0: Sunday. Heartbreak at Audubon. <laughs> Yeah, there. that's
2: that's
1: like the worst feeling. That drive all the way home, going, God, did I inspect those wheel bearings?
0: <laughs> well, now, now you know that the ones that are in there are going to be brand new. So, yep, and uh, they will be. <laughs> yes, they will be. they will be brand new.
2: Yeah, yes. Like I said, Bob's our own mechanic, so he can do yeah. it whenever he wants to. Oh, sure. They know that he's going to. Work.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so let's get to the Tire Rack portion of all of this. You guys, what is your role? What are your roles at Tire Rack?
2: Bob, why don't you start with that?
0: Okay.
4: Well, what is my role at Tire Rack? Well, well, let's see. Uh, let me start by saying I was a customer for almost uh, – trying to do the math in my head here – for uh, almost twenty you know, over uh, 28 years. Since 92, I, I can't do the math. Okay. Okay. Um, Prior to working there, so knew, knew lots of people there. Um, we had a, a, a gentleman, Craig, um, that came from BBS. He was, quote, the wheel guy. He, he, he knew everything about wheels. And then uh, his family decided to move back to the uh, Atlanta area to go back to BBS. Right. And several people that knew me there started mentioning my name as a replacement. Um, so a couple of the managers wanted to talk to me and they uh, talked to, brought me in, I, they talked to me and they said, well, and I, I started right away by saying, I'm not the wheel guy. I don't know wheels like the guy that's leaving. <laughs> and they said, uh, well, we don't want you to do that. Uh, we want you to build a CAD database of wheels and cars. And I said, wow. oh, I can do that. In fact, I think I might've mentioned to Craig how to do that Five years ago and they said okay can you start tomorrow and that's 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 how I got
0: in so when I go in and chomp in the fact that I have you know uh 1912 opal and I need wheels and tires for it it's your handiwork that spits out which tires <laughs> Bill's giving me a hard time or am I giving Bill a hard time I don't know but I, I, so so it's your handiwork that spits out this tire works with this wheel
4: um more so this wheel works for the car got it right okay so so i am all of the data i collect behind the scenes i have some real fancy equipment to uh, measure and scan cars so anything that the wheel has to fit over and inside of or uh, clearance wise i scan those bits and pieces of the car and then i have drawings of the wheels So um, I basically built a just like I said a a, a drawing database that we can do a visual reference check for clearances for wheels to fit on the car.
1: Who knew? Yeah. So you're the so you're the guy that I call when you decline my order. And I, I tell you over and over again that my buddy had this, my buddy's uncle's cousin has this in a fifteen by ten on, or yeah, sorry, a, yeah, fifteen yeah. by twelve on his card. And... Bob Ooh. is
2: actually the guy that I, provides the information to the guy you call. Bob, is oh, okay, not talking directly to the end user. He is the puppet master that's directing all of the, the oh. <laughs> this fits. This doesn't fit. He oh, creates the so, database that has that information.
1: Yeah, So that's like office space then? Kind of, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, don't,
1: I know office space, but I don't get the reference.
2: The but reference? Is, oh, oh
1: yeah. That guy that I would, you know, the engineers don't talk to the customers. The customers don't oh, talk right. to the engineers. Oh, right. I'm a people yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't,
2: we don't allow him. We don't allow
1: him to talk to people. No, no, no.
2: Exactly. Bob is one of the guys that, that helps make our sales team You know, have have all of the information at their fingertips. Got
4: it. Yeah. So so it's essentially the data that I generate is, I guess, the backbone of everything that goes on for Mm -hmm. uh, what the salesmen see on their sales screen and what Mm -hmm. happens on the internet. Um, All of that keys off of what I do in the background,
0: more or less. And TJ, what do you do? I am
2: our. Tire Information and Testing Manager is my title. So I'm responsible for uh, our testing program. Uh, so determining which tires will be tested, uh, what the, the competitive sets will be. Uh, also um, <coughs> myself and I have a, a, a right-hand man, basically. We are our test drivers. Um, so all of the test reports that you read is based on our driving and we're the ones that write those reports. Uh, also, any tire-related information on the Tire Rack website—everything from, uh, you know, product descriptions to tech articles uh, to even our print advertising—all uh, of that uh, comes through. Uh, flows, is my direct responsibility.
0: Awesome. So, mm-hmm. how much of your time are you spending behind the wheel?
2: It varies from week to week. Uh, every week we test on Monday at the very least, and Monday is all day. So, you know, it, it's, it's basically <laughs> eight hours a day that I spend every Monday. And then sometimes there are other smaller tests that we cram in. Sometimes uh, for bigger tests, it requires multiple days. Uh, so anywhere from 25% of my week to, you know, sometimes even four out of five days of the week, you know, 80% of my week is spent,
1: you know, behind the wheel, on the road or on the test track,
0: and uh, so
1: I'll go ahead. So how do you so how do you choose the vehicles that you test in? Because obviously, you're not going to test some BF Goodrich um, radial tas on a Geo Metro. But I mean, where do you get all these cars from? Because there you have so many different types of tires designed for different types of vehicles. Sure,
2: uh, we have a dedicated test fleet and. Uh, For anybody that's been paying really close attention, you may have noticed that we just had a shakeup with our test fleet for, shoot, I don't even know, probably 10, 15 years. We've been using BMW 3 or 4 Series has been our uh, our go-to test platform for cars, Uh, and then we were using Porsche Cayennes for a long time for SUVs. But they started uh, running um, staggered fitments only, and that doesn't work very well for testing because, you know, tire A is available in the front size, but not the rear. Tire B is available in the rear size, but not the front. So it really limits what you can test. So so then we switched to Audi Q5s, and those were decent test vehicles. They used a, a good size that you could get a lot of tires in. Uh, but the steering feel wasn't great. Um, they they didn't communicate incredibly well. Um, you know they um, they did a good job, but they made our jobs harder than it had to be. Um, so going into this year, you know, we decided. Uh, I guess I decided. No, our our whole team decided um, that we wanted to wanted to switch it up and wanted to go back to the drawing board. Um, so of course the vehicles that we selected have to communicate well. They It, it couldn't be, you know, we've never used a front wheel drive car platform ah. because, you know, that, that adds, uh, it, it masks too much of what the, the tire is doing. Same, we've never used an all wheel drive car platform because that masks too much what the tire is doing. So um, it had to be a, a, a chassis that, that communicates what the tire is doing that allows us to differentiate between Products that in reality might be pretty close together. Uh, they also had to use a tire size that we can test a whole wide range, you know, um, because on our car platform, we test 200 treadwear tires, we test, you know, 400 treadwear, you know, UHP summer, max performance summer, we test grand touring all season tires. And so this, this vehicle had to use or I had to accept tire sizes that we could get basically everything that we wanted to test in. And so we ended up with Subaru BRZs. Uh, we have four of those all identically spec'd with the exception of the color. Um, so they're all all the same um, except the, the color that you see in, in print. Uh, and then for our SUV platform, we actually went with a Ford Explorer ST, uh, which that, um, the size that it uses is not super common, but... We can test truck tires, like uh, like highway touring tires. We can test crossover tires. We can even get some all-terrain tires in the size that it uses. So it allows us to test a very wide range of products all on one vehicle uh, without having to go out and and rent pickup trucks or something like that, because anytime you're Um, you know, you're renting or you're borrowing, you're introducing variables. Whereas with us, like I said, all of our vehicles are identically spec They're broken in the same way. They have the same wear, the same mileage. You know, we keep them all as identical as possible.
1: So I'm guessing that the McLaren Senna and the Lambo SUV were declined by corporate. (laughs) You know, We tried
2: (laughs) really, really hard and it just didn't (laughs) happen. So to give you an idea of how cool our company is, when the CEO of our company learned that we were thinking about switching up our test fleet, you know, he walks by one day and casually says, you know, those new Supras look really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the, uh, the size that they use, if you have square fitting on those, the size is like right. tires only. So it was, right. you know, we wouldn't have been able to test touring tires on it. But we really looked into, looked into getting four Supras. Uh, but unfortunately, that just wasn't
0: in our- So, are, are you testing any competition tires or are you mostly testing consumer grade, you know, street tires?
2: We do
0: it all. Okay. Um,
2: historically, kind of the extreme performance summer, as we label it, you know, the 200 wear stuff, that has been the most track focus that we've gotten to um, because our test track is basically an autocross course. So if you're testing something, you know, like a Hoosier R7, um, the the length of the track, the power of the vehicles, unfortunately, makes it really difficult to differentiate between those types of products. Um, But this year, teaser, uh, we've incorporated a test, an actual track test, uh, into our test schedule. Um, so we're going up to Ginger Raceway uh, in South Haven, Michigan, and we'll do an actual track test uh, with the 200 Treadwear tires. And I'm trying to sneak in some of the the, the Hoosier and that new, um, which has been officially announced, so the new Yokohama AO55. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to try to compare uh, those products to one another to see, you know, to get people answers for what's the, the new hot,
0: Tell us a little bit cool. about the, the, the track, test track setup that you guys have, because I mean, I and, and if I'm a tire rack sales guy and I just want to sneak out back during lunch, can I go and and, uh, and hit that track for, you know, a half a dozen laps? Uh, a
2: unfortunately, what's no. the official answer <laughs> and the unofficial answer
0: that I guess that's the question. Yeah. What's what, what's the what's um, the secret stealthy answer?
1: Yeah, I, I've been there. I've been there. We okay. didn't get to drive on it, though.
2: Yeah, it, it's actually the the official answer and the unofficial answer, unfortunately, are both the same. Uh, um, it is for for official use only. Wink, wink. I'm winking. Yeah, no, no, wink, <laughs> wink. And on weekends, we have clubs out there, um, you know, that, that that use it for autocrosses. But but during the week, it is. Um, you know, it's kind of off limits to anybody other than us, us testers. Yeah uh, the, so. the, the
4: the the common misconception is that everybody thinks we drive on that thing all day long. We go out there at lunch and sure screw around. Uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. The only time I drive that thing is once a year for a local club event, and that's the only time I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, which
2: which is a shame because Bob is one of the most talented drivers we have at the tire rack and he spends about the least amount of time on our actual test track. So
0: So is the test um, track is an autocross course essentially? Essentially it is. It's a purpose built track. It can be, I mean, it
2: is multi configurable, uh, which is why the clubs use it. But the, the layout that we use for our testing is identical every time. Um, You know, it's, it's easy to learn. Uh, It is, not easy to completely maximize but uh, you know our test program started with every one of our sales reps going through and driving our tires and doing our testing so uh if it was difficult for the sales team to learn if they were if they were too focused on trying to figure out which direction they're going then they're not concentrating on the tires which is you know the, the key variable the key takeaway so because our track is identical every time because it's pretty easy to learn um, no, I could drive it with my eyes closed, basically, at this point. And so it, it's, you know, that the tires are the only variable in the equation. Uh, so that's you know what is
0: making the differences
1: in the experience.
0: Okay. So now, now oh, go ahead. No, let's go ahead. Go ahead. So so maybe, TJ, you can help me out here. Since you are Tire Rack, and, and I'm guessing you have access to pretty much anything in the, the inventory to go racing with, And you you also probably have the ability to get a lot of tires if you would want them. You guys chose to race this weekend on one set of tires on Saturday and one set of tires on Sunday. This goes back to what I asked earlier. Um, Is that because that's the fastest way to do a champ car race? Or is there another reason for going in that direction? And when I say fastest, I mean by not changing tires, by not having to, to heat cycle another set of tires, by not having to go on cold tires after the first stint. Is it really quicker? Is that the fastest methodology to get to the finish line in an endurance race right now?
2: Well, I would say that using a – with the team that we have, I mean we have essentially any week we have four or five guys on our team so if we are trying to change fuel and tires at the same time, that is going to definitely slow us down. Um, you know, because as you guys know, you know, the five minute mandatory uh, fuel stop and you can't do any work until the gas cap is back on. Uh, we wouldn't have time to change four tires
1: after a fuel stop. It would start eating into our time. So for They're us, getting older, absolutely. Brian. They're getting, they're getting way older. Yep. Yeah, we're still yeah. 10 years ago they <laughs> yeah, <went> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: yeah uh, so for us absolutely we we want to use one set of tires that will last us an entire race and in addition to that we always have in mind what if it rains uh we don't want to cart around an extra set of rains we we also don't want to uh, uh you know Uh, we had a set of what extreme contact sports that we lugged around for heaven knows how long until they're probably, you know, they probably aged out at this point. Um, And, and our testing revealed that the Potenza RE71S, that new Bridgestone is arguably the strongest wet tire on the market Hmm. right now. Um, Now it's hydroplaning resistance probably isn't the greatest, uh, but just as far as, wet grip goes uh, it is it is amazing and so just this 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 balance of performance that it has between its dry traction its wet traction and the fact that it will last us an entire uh we usually think about eight hour races more than the, the seven yeah. of, of Audubon uh and that we we assume it's going to last us a full eight hours um you know just that that combination of, of factors made it a choice for us uh and i would like to point out that we do not have access to any tires that the general public doesn't. Okay. Um, well, no. So, I, I,
0: all right. I get that. Yeah, yeah actually,
4: uh, actually, we were fourth or fifth in line or something like that.
2: Yeah, I had our a bunch tires. of tires, a bunch of 245, 4017 Potenza RE71Ss on an order for my test program, and they <laughs> reallocated my test tires to the tire rack or the direct vehicle order. Um, now admittedly, uh, there were some other tires on my order for my test program for our test program, uh, that weren't in stock. So the, the, the teams wouldn't have done me any good anyway, because I didn't have a, a couple other sizes that I needed, but still, um, you know, they, they stole some from, from our test program for, uh, for, for our race team. So, um, yeah. So let's get
1: back to the setup. Now you talked about, uh, air pressures and stuff earlier how did do, how does one tune a tire I mean it's just where you get on a skid pad you do circles and then kind of see where the how the car is handling and well, this, lower this is, uh, this, this is
3: uh
4: this is uh we, no we don't to answer your question no we don't do that uh, but I remember the first race we did with the BMW which was uh 16 I think 2016 and you know, I, I've been a longtime BMW guy, and I said, so "Well, I'll just set it up just like my 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 own personal track car. I'll set it up just like that." And we ran the Bridgestones, and uh, I think after the first day, it was like, oh, this is not good." the uh, the outside The outside third was almost down to the we were down to the cords, and then the inside third was brand new, and I'm like. Mm, we need more so every year or after actually it's every race we kept tweaking the suspension looking at the way the tires looked at the end and we tweaked the suspension a little more and and the whole thing was about trying to get the tire wear even
2: right
1: okay
4: i'm I'm not going to divulge no that's all right
1: numbers right right. but but really it's just draw me draw me a picture right here
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes bill Bill is a visual learner
1: yes
2: (laughs) yeah and you know that that is the key to it is if you are wearing your tire evenly across the face that means that it is the contact patch is staying flat with the track surface through turns and that means you are maximizing the, the surface area of that tire. You are using everything that tire has to offer. If you're wearing just the outboard quarter, outboard third, or outboard half of the tire more severely, that means in terms that inside half is just along for the ride. You're not, you're not using that tire's full
1: capability.
0: So it's not really R&D, it's more T&E.
1: Time and energy?
0: Trial and error. Huh? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 trial yeah. and error.
2: <laughs>
0: trial and error. Yes, yes, basically. Um, I was gonna say, so, so for those of us who don't have, you know, the the power of tire rack behind us, it's it's pyrometers and and checking tread width after or tr- tread depth after you know eight hours in the car, essentially, right?
4: Actually, for us, it wasn't even that technical. It was, I mean, we just look at the tire and say. Yeah. It doesn't have enough. Got
0: it. And uh-huh. then,
4: and I get out, I, I joke about this. I get out my chalk and strings and I put some more camber in the car and, and TJ's seen the garage. And I mean, I've never had my car professionally aligned yeah. ever. I, I do it all on my own. Right. I've got a camber gauge. I've got a toe gauge and I, I do it all on my own. And I remember the first time uh, the team, when I said, Hey, we need more camber, I'm going to do this. And, and I just kind of remember the, the facial expression and the look of doubt on TJ, Chris, and Woody were like, I, I could kind of tell you guys were like, Are you sure? And I'm like, Trust me. And I, I don't remember what race it was. Maybe it was Gingerman the second or third time. And, yeah. and every person that got out of the car was like, I love the way this car handles. <laughs>
1: nice. nice. Now, the cool thing about tire rack you just don't sell tires and wheels. You sell a lot of other stuff like car parts and bits and shocks and lug nuts and all kinds of stuff.
4: So we should, uh, we should mention the other members of the team. So uh, TJ's in in the testing program. I'm the product engineer. Uh, Chris, he's our, uh, basically we say our accessories manager. So everything that is, not a tire and not a wheel. Okay. So yes, fuzzy dice.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chrome, trim for around the yes. around the window. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. No, like, uh, brakes, suspension, wipers, lighting. Lighting. Uh, for some vehicles we've had, you know, tuners and even some exhaust and, and intakes. That's that's not really a big part, but they they some have come and gone over the years. Right. But that's all Chris or Trent is his tire right now.
0: All right. Before we get out, you know, we've talked about. Wait, something. wait. We oh. have one more. You got Woody, right? Oh, Woody. Yes, Woody. Woody. What does he do? He is What's our your... vice
2: president of marketing. Oh, oh Bill's bag. favorite guy.
0: <laughs> That's why Bill wanted yeah. to make sure we got Woody in. <laughs>
2: yeah, we got to get Woody in there. <laughs> I, I should make a special mention of, of Woody. Uh, he uh, before myself, he, he was in charge of our test program. Um, he's the one that hired me into the department. He was, uh, you know, my mentor for, uh, the entire time I worked in our department until he moved over to, to the marketing side of the world. Um, you know, he, he, he essentially taught me to be a test driver. Um, you know, just kind of taught me everything that I know, uh, as far as for my, my current position. So, uh, he was, you know, elbow deep in in everything that is tire technical tire testing tire everything uh before they decided the you know the powers that be decided that hey you know what would be a good person to have in our top marketing position is somebody that knows a whole lot about tires so (laughs) uh, he of course is is thriving over there as as he's thrived
1: in everything he's ever done basically And his wife is the one that I contact to get all the tire rack decals for the front windows that I bug constantly. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
4: A- Angie. Angie is in charge of uh, uh, digital media buying Ooh, yeah. or media
2: media buying, something like that. Okay. Yeah,
4: and it's a cool title. Yeah.
2: yeah. And also an SCCA solo
1: national champion. Oh. oh yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yes.
0: So, so the, and then, oh, go ahead.
4: We have one more, we have one more member of the team. He's been out for, he was out last year for a bit uh, with, he's got busy, um, had a health issue and stuff. Not COVID, but he had, he had something else going on. Uh, and that's Max Jones. He's uh, in, He's in our e commerce. So he's like the salesman. But if you place an order online, he, every, every online order gets looked at by somebody. Yeah. to make sure you're not putting race tires on a vehicle in the middle of winter in Alaska or something or whichever
1: so that's the guy that always call me and tell you those 255s aren't gonna fit on your car bill but- <laughs> that's right that's right
4: yep yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hey before before uh, we uh, you mentioned something about uh, crazy setups and brakes and, and things and uh, people calling me um I, I should preface that by saying, that I do get involved with specialty projects, but you can't call me directly. Uh, you, you basically have to talk to a salesman, and it kind of gets filtered out through the salesman, goes through customer service, and then it sort of comes up through our department, hardware support. And then, like, if you're building a, a show vehicle for SEMA, or you're a special race team and you want to put, uh, you, you have a very particular brake, aftermarket brake setup, and you're looking for. Uh, the widest wheel you can get for this race car over this brake package, that kind of thing that right. gets filtered up to my department and eventually lands on my desk. And then I work with them to figure out what you need.
0: Cool. That's awesome. So you break
1: out the slide rule and the, and the measuring tape and, and make sure it um, fits.
4: Uh, no, I do have a slide rule. I don't use it though. <laughs> <laughs> definition of geek. Uh,
3: um, yes.
4: But uh, no, actually, uh, I have a rather large collection of brake caliper drawings for almost every aftermarket brake kit you can think of. Because over the years now, almost 20 years now for me, um, we've had just about every request you could dream of. And so every time there's a request for whether it's a Brembo, a Willwood, um, a Bear brake system, because we sold those too. Um, I have all those brake templates, so mm. you tell me what the brake kit number is and the year-make model of the car and how big you want to go, and I'll tell you how to make it work.
1: You know, fr- <laughs> fr- 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 <laughs> you know, Friday morning, your inbox is just going to be inundated. <laughs> with <old> GT- <laughs> 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 Uh, wait, let
4: me see. I uh, send a note to IT, I need to change my my email yeah. address. Right. Yeah. Or it's, just you're,
0: filter you're... all things bill strong to spam. And yeah, yeah, and, okay. you're, and, you're,
1: and, and Bob, your phone number was 555 right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I just had one more question. You guys said that you use one set of tires for an, an eight-hour race. We've got a 24 coming up. If you guys were doing the 24, you know, wh- what what's your suggestion? I know a lot of guys are out there getting ready for these summer of 24s. Uh, what should people be thinking hmm. about as far as, you know, the taking those 200 tre- tread with tires? Can they go f- Can they go 16? Can they go 24 on, on one set of tires?
3: Well, Well,
1: well wait, wait. wait. So, you know, just a few years ago, a lot of guys, the tire choice was a Derezza, the Dunlop Derezza. And you could go a couple of 24s on those tires. And then also with the differences at the, the track. So you have um, a fairly new surface at Nelson Ledges. Yep. Uh-huh. Not super high speed, but you know, high G corners. And then you have VIR, which you know it's going to rain and be 200 <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah. So, what's the best all around tire? Yeah. <laughs>
4: So you know, I, yeah, I, I I don't I don't want to get into the big tire debate, but for every team, you have to pick your I, I guess you have to pick your your priorities. focus, yeah, your priorities, your focus. He wants you know? to say poison. Um,
0: I know. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Um, I mean, for us, you know, we're in a small motor car. Um, well, new motor now we got power, but before that, you know, we we were we were struggling. You know, it's a E36 318 that I think the stock weight was 3,000 pounds and it's 138 horsepower. It's, it's the power to weight not really great. So we always picked the best tire we could to give us every advantage we could, but we had to make sure it would last the day. So uh, I think the first time we ran Indy, it was so hot. We were yeah. very concerned about tire wear. We ran the Hankooks just to make sure that they would last the whole weekend. And they did. And in fact, they there are roll around tires are our, our street tires now, just because we still have them left over. Yeah. So it, it's, it's about priorities. Like, you know, do you want a tire that will last all season? Okay. How competitive do you want to be? It's, it's opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. You know,
1: so. Great so great so he that. didn't give
0: us. He didn't give us an answer at all, Bill.
1: <laughs> no. Do do the tire companies look at endurance racing as a as a as a focus, or is it still sort of the autocross, and then we take the what's left? Nope
2: that's that is actually a question that gets asked of us basically every time a new two hundred treadwear tire is in development. You know, the tire manufacturers will come to us and they want to know what is you know the breakdown between autocross use and track or endurance use. And unfortunately, nobody really knows the answer to that question. Um, oh. but the, the tire manufacturers absolutely care about track day enthusiasts and endurance racing. Um, you have companies like Falcon who have their RT 660, a Zenus RT 660, yep. which is the, the, the pointy end fast tire, but they're still manufacturing the RT 615 K plus. Which is a longer lasting, not it doesn't have the same pace, uh, but it is more the, the endurance racer or track enthusiast right. type of tire. Um, you have Continental that just introduced the Extreme Contact Force, which that is the, the goal of that tire is to be an endurance tire. They want to out hand cook the Hand Cook rs Four. Yeah. You know they want it to last longer and be faster. So that tire is aimed squarely at our market. Uh, then of course the okay. handbook itself is the the kind of the the, the go to for anybody that wants to you know extend their tire budget as much as possible without being you know completely off the pace. Uh, right. So like Bob said, it's it's just what what are your priorities? What what do you want? Um, that that new Pumo X to V seven thirty seems to last a long time. Uh, the Goodyear Eagle F one Supercar three lasts a long time uh, and while still being fast. Um, so it's just. You know, do you, do you want one of the, the really pointy end tires that you might have to replace several times during a 24 hour race, or maybe do you want something that could last you a whole 24 hours and more. Um, and then of course there's always the, uh, the factor of how your vehicle wears tires and how Um, Conscientious your drivers are. No matter matter how well your tire lasts, they're looking at you, Bill. The heck out of the thing. uh, Not me. I have no matter what.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had drivers said this tire has a little bounce. Uh, I just fixed it, and it comes in with a big hole in it from a flat spot. All right,
0: guys, uh, this has been great. We, you know, appreciate you coming on and sharing some of the expertise and. And uh, learning about, you know, having one of those cool jobs where you get to drive a car every day fast. That's pretty cool. <laughs> not
2: bad. Somebody has to do it, though. So yeah. <laughs> Before that we go, me. where's the next
0: outing for the Tire Rack team? Where, where are you guys going next? Well, we got a boring,
4: we have a very boring summer, actually.
0: Okay.
1: That was Gingerman, wasn't it? Yep. We're not doing anything yep. until Gingerman.
0: That's right. the,
4: the next closest one for us.
0: Well, we look forward to seeing you there and and, and checking all of that out. And uh, thanks again for taking the time with us. Uh, and And have a good luck at Gingerman and all the other stuff. Check in with us whenever you want to. Okay,
2: okay we'll do. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. All
0: right. Thank that's you. That is Bob Kobayashi, TJ Campbell, Tire Rack, Tire Testers, and Champ Car team. Uh, we love having them with us, and we appreciate it. This is Inside Champ Car. We'll be back in just a few minutes
3: is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. Welcome
0: back to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. He is... Bill Strong. And we are... Just got done with the guys from Tire Rack. Wow, what a great conversation.
1: It just went on and on and on. <laughs> all we want to do is talk about tires, man. I know. That's a good I thing. I wanted to know all their little secrets. Yeah, he they weren't sharing. Me. He would not tell me. They weren't no. sharing.
0: <clears throat> so, uh, Carolina Motorsports Park coming up. That's where yep. you're headed uh, right now. By uh, the time people listen to this, you will be there. What, what I do we will need to be know?
1: there Thursday. I'll be on my way. I'll be there in the afternoon on Thursday. Okay. Um, right now I'm in Oklahoma. So tomorrow I'll be staying in a hotel right across the from Barber Motorsports Park. And uh, yeah, then I'm on my way to wherever I'm going. Cool. CMP.
0: Anything we need to know about CMP before we get out of this show? Because we, we went along with the Tire Rack guys. I know.
1: Just, um, you know, I, I know that uh, Jackie is our event director for the weekend. Um, she had said something about tech. Uh, not being exactly where we would normally have it. So just check in before you, you know, don't get upset if uh, you get kicked out of an area for where you (laughs) thought we were doing tech, just uh, play the game. We'll we'll find a place for you.
0: All right. Next week, we'll talk about what happened at Carolina Motorsports Park. And uh, we were also, looking. yeah, probably. probably. (laughs) And uh, we'll look ahead at Sebring. That should be a ton of fun. We'll talk about that next week as well. We will do that coming up next. This is inside champ car. I'm Brian Belansky. He is Bill Strong. If you like this, click like and subscribe, and all that other fun stuff. Uh, it'd also be great if you shared it on your social media channel. channels. Comment—good comments only. You could leave bad comments, but we're not going to read them. <laughs> Especially if they're good ones. Keep those comments coming. If you have, we have new episodes every week. Uh, you're listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network. This is Inside Champ Car.